Hello, welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast, with me, Stephen Hill, the star <laughs> of the show, the main man, number one. Here I am on my podcast. Um, Hold on a minute. What? Oh, who's this? Who hello? is this cretin who's <laughs> coming? It's Renfrey Deadman. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello. Oh, right. I was going to do that on my own then. Um, do the whole thing, just let you sit there and go and wait to be introduced, well, just like lifting your hand up, going. Oh, but you're not. I thought you'd be British and not be and be sort of polite about it. But uh, no, yeah. fuck no. Nah, I fuck mean, that. You know, come on. Why would you? No. Why yeah, would you exactly. be polite to me? <laughs> yeah, after, exactly. after all the shit I do to you, why <laughs> yeah, would you exactly. be Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, awful. Yeah. Hello. Um, how you I'm doing? In. Good. Are you about excited about, about what we're about to do? Um, I am. I am. Yeah. I, I am. definitely am. So this is what we're calling a Rioters Review. It's a bit like the Mickey Mouse Club, but for people who like guitar music. I don't know why you keep comparing it to the Mickey Mouse Club. Because I just Club. think it like, I don't know. Because uh, when you say it's a bit like the Mickey Mouse Club, it's, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, only in name only. Okay, fine. And even then it's not. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I just like the comparison. That's fine. <coughs> Excuse me. go with it. So what this is, is basically, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, and if you donate some money to us as an organization, which um, many of you have done, and we appreciate as much or as little as you give us. Uh, it's over a hundred people. Very, no, it's really, really lovely. It's really, really we nice. really appreciate your, you. um, your input. We appreciate your input. That's going to go into the bad, uh, the bad stuff by um, the bad stuff. Is that what it's called? By the Blood Iron Gang? The bad, uh, the bad touch. Bad touch. Because mm. we've been doing it. Okay. Um, anyway, listen, a lot of people go on there and they suggest records that they want to hear us talk about in some way from mm. any era. And we do. We do do that. That's mm. that's what you get mm. with your pledge. We'll probably do some more stuff for you soon, like lap dances. We're going to start doing that. I've sure. actually promised someone um, a lap dance from you at some point. Right. Yeah. Uh, contacts? Or should we talk about this off, Mike? Oh, no. Let's do it now. Okay. <laughs> no, let's not. Um, but anyway, Matthew Coombs and Donald Kennedy, thank you very much. You both suggested this record, Oasis, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Hello. The fourth album by the... Well, by Oasis. You don't know who Oasis <laughs> If are, you don't know who Oasis are, you've got big, on. big problems. So um, this came out on the 28th of February in the year 2000, the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so from the year 2000, Oasis's Oasis fourth record. Yes. Uh, we've never really spoken. I say never really. I don't know if we have had more than four words about Oasis. Yeah, yeah. not extensively, which like, I think is why I'm looking forward to doing this. Really. Not not on or off mic, Rimfrey. We've never spoken mm. about Oasis other than I, I'm of the understanding that you're not a massive fan. Well, that's not strictly true. I have a love-hate relationship with Oasis in that I actually do really enjoy a lot of their music, a lot of it. And I do think that what they did, that kind of Brit rock, Brit pop, indie Thing, I think they were incredibly good at it. I don't think they were very versatile, particularly. Um, and I certainly have issues with their quality control as time went on, as did Noel Gallagher. Um, and uh, but and and I I I mean I can't fucking stand Liam Gallagher, and that will come up quite a lot. Right. Um, I once called him a cunt on Twitter and almost got fired from the Independent for it. 
Um, that's an interesting. Did you thing. at him? Yes. Uh, what did he do? <laughs> oh, he just said something moronic and stupid in his usual kind of, he can't write proper English sort of thing. And I corrected him and said, blah, blah, blah. It's this, you cunt. And then I got an email from uh, the head of culture at The Independent saying, yeah, you can't really do that because <laughs> a, a, we're interviewing Liam Gallagher next week and B, it says in your bio that you write for The Independent. So can you delete that? And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I backtracked quite quickly because yeah. I realised that actually in that position I shouldn't really be calling and Liam also Gallagher if you really be to bash your fucking head in, man. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I was that Renfrey Deadman, man. I bash his fucking head in. <laughs> He's all sort of no trousers. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually despise Liam Gallagher. But Jesus Christ. I fucking hate him so much. He's just, he's just, you know, he's just a classic kind of like, I don't want to say he's talentless because I don't think that's true. But Noel Gallagher is the, is 90% of Oasis, right? Yeah. Come on. Well, yeah. And Liam does Noel's songs really well. And he has this way with a melody and stuff. But that's about it. Mm. (laughs) He's like shit in every other regard. (laughs) And just the fact (laughs) that he thinks he's the shit. Like, I mean, well, actually, this is sort of an interesting point I was going to go into. So Liam Gallagher will say shit like, oh, wait, oh, we're the biggest band in the world kind of thing. Yeah. And... I think sometimes... In Which, the, you know, they kind of were at the time. No, no, no. That is not true. No, that's not true. You're right. Because this is the thing. In the UK, we are of the opinion that Oasis were this massive world-conquering act. And that just isn't really true. No, if you go to America, fucking nothing. Exactly. Are, I was about to say, the truth is, is Oasis never really cracked America. They sold, what's the story, Morning Glory, sold quite a few copies there. I think definitely maybe sold quite a few. But after that, America just didn't give a fuck. And I actually think a really, so this is a really interesting statistic, I thought. Um, This album, obviously, there was a lot of hype around this album. My God. And the press were at a point where they really wanted to, to disseminate Oasis. And this was the point where they... The press wanted to break Oasis at this point, I think. This is what I was going to bring up, actually. Because mm. my sole memory of this record... I mean, I'll get into my shit about Oasis. Well, fuck it. I'll do it now, actually, because you've kind of done yours. So I think the first two Oasis albums, obviously, are brilliant. I think yeah. you've got to be a bit of a bit of a fucking country prick to go, I don't like Definitely Maybe, or I don't like... I think definitely maybe is better than what's the story morning glory. I think it's just a bit punkier. Mm-hmm. I think the songs are better. I think the songs are better and they've got more energy to them. Having said that, what's the story morning glory. I listened to it a couple of months ago and I was like, fuck, this is, this is really good. It's I, really good. I it's certainly bit, agree that both of those albums are fantastic records. Are really good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Um, and then they became a, like, I changed, and they sort of changed as well. <laughs> yeah. You know. Quite dramatically. I, I became <coughs> less interested in Britpop and more interested in, you know, uh, metal. Uh-huh. And they became thoroughly obnoxious. And I think the key for me, just to, just to pick you up on that and run with it, 
they stopped giving a fuck. Like Noel Gallagher quite often um, sort of would say, oh, like be here now, post be here now. Oh, we just write a couple of singles and then just a bunch of crap for the album as long as the singles did well, it didn't matter. And, you know, like if you, if, if that's your attitude, go get a fucking office job. Don't, don't have an artistic job. Don't Mm. write music. Don't, don't make a film. Well, sure. I mean, I can't. He wouldn't have had to. He wouldn't have had to. No, but but that's the thing. And actually, this is probably a good time to do this quote. Actually, that I found from Grantland magazine. Uh, so this was in September 2011. Noel Gallagher said, "We should have never made Standing on the Shoulder of Giants." I'd come to the end. At the time, I had no reason or desire to make music. I had no drive. We'd sold all these fucking records and there just seemed to be no point. I went ahead and did it, even though I had in, had no inspiration and couldn't find inspiration anywhere. I just wrote songs for the sake of making an album. We needed a reason to go on tour, but at the time, I wasn't thinking like that. Then he had... We all thought the song Go Let Out was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so, but there you go. From the man himself, mm, we shouldn't have even bothered. My my abiding memory of when Stand on the Shoulder Giants came out, and it seems so weird to me now because I can't envisage this being a concern for the big acts that are around now, like the really big acts. So, four years before this record came out, Oasis were. Certainly in Britain, the biggest band around. They were they were really big. They're really big in South America. They're really big in Australia as well. There are parts of Europe, I believe, that they're pretty sizable, like arena level in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the size they are in England, but in England and in Britain, they, stadiums. They were absolutely the biggest band. They absolutely did, huge. Yeah, they did. They did Wembley Stadium on this record, and yeah. it was released as Familiar to Millions, which yeah. is actually a really good live album. It is, yeah, um, um, but. Even though Liam Gallagher's annoying in that because he's like, get your tits out for the lads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pathetic. That's a Yorkshire accent that you uh, just what? did. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. I don't and, care. Yeah. He's a cunt. And, um, and, uh, but anyway, but I, but when this album came out, I remember, do you remember the Ozone? Oh yeah. With Jamie Theakston. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane Middlemiss, right? Yeah. Um, so Jane Middlemiss went to Paris where Oasis were playing the Bataclan. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Before this, just before this album came out. And she was going, four years ago, they were the biggest thing in, in, in music, but now Oasis on the scrap heap. Off the back of basically one fucking misstep. You know, like Beer Now was a bit of a misstep, although loads of people bought it, just no one liked it. Yeah. And then people are going, oh, or, that's or it, the, Although nowhere near as many people bought it as uh, they bought What's the Story, Morning Glory. No. But 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 it still sold But it still well. sold more. If I, I don't quote me on this, but I believe it broke some sort of record for the fastest selling, selling album in the first day or week of release ah, at the time. Yes, it may well have done. Yeah, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, because there were people, you know, I remember the day it came out. I think it came out when Reading Festival was on it. Had just been out. There were people queuing up outside the Virgin Megastore in Reading. Right, during right, the Reading right. Festival to go right. and get it. Um, but anyway, uh, the um, so that was a was a misstep, and, and you know, there's this interview which was like, "Have you blown it? Have Oasis mm, blown it? Mm, mm. Can you imagine now, Kanye West or Taylor Swift, people questioning how big, how, how successful they were going to be? Four year, like in four years' time, mm. Kanye West is still going to be massive." Like, he ain't going anywhere in the next four years. 
Beyonce ain't going anywhere in the next four years. None of these artists who, and I know you're probably going, what, why are you comparing to someone as big as Kanye West? That's how big they were. If it, I would say arguably in this country, Kanye West is not as big as Oasis were in terms of how yeah. fucking obsessed people were with the band. Yeah. Like they were, the, they were not, they, were, they weren't just the biggest band. They were the second biggest band as well because the gap between whoever was, behind them was so much you might as well give them top two places and yeah, brought yeah, the gold yeah. and the silver in like, the UK they were fucking massive I think even if anyone you know people do listen to this podcast outside of the UK and I think we should give some context in terms of even now even years after they split up what 12 odd years or 10 years yeah. or after they split up if you walk in if you walk into a pub and spend a few hours in a pub in England you'll probably hear an Oasis song I'm, yeah. They are one of those bands that in this country at least in the UK you cannot escape. And those are the bands which are loved and loathed the most because you know if you hate them you just can't run away from them. Super quickly I just want to do this um fact which I think is really interesting that puts into perspective the size of them in the UK compared to I'm just going to do the US just because it's the biggest territory and like whenever UK bands want to break big they want to break the US and mm-hmm. To give this, to be clear as to why Oasis weren't the biggest band in the world. So this record, when Standing on the Shoulder of Giants came out in its first week in the UK, it sold 310,000 copies. And that made it the 16th fastest selling album in UK chart history. After 10 years in the US, it had only sold 201,000 copies. Well, there you go. So it sold more in the UK in a week than the record has sold. And even up till now, like the, the, it wouldn't have, I don't know what the number is now, but it wouldn't have beat 310,000. It got to number one in, in three countries. Yeah. Which was UK. UK, Ireland, Ireland. Italy. Right. Um, and the lowest place of all the, the sort of big charts I can see. Surely America. Is America. 24. Four. Um, so yeah, they weren't big in America. Not at all. But then they used to go, wow, good, we don't want to be. Which yeah, is like, yeah. <laughs> like, was, you know what I mean? Okay. There was right. a lot of controversy of around like Liam not wanting to go on tour around America for this album or this bullshit. But you know, yeah. I just like, I just, I think that's an interesting, particularly for people in the UK because they do seem so massive here. I think the assumption is, oh, well, they're massive everywhere. And they, they really aren't. Like no. they're really it really is UK, Ireland, like you say, a few places in in uh, the, in Europe. May I didn't know about South South Africa, but I'll, I'll take your word South for America. it. South America, sorry, <coughs> but uh, that's it, really. Mm. You know, so they also um, were a three piece at this point. God damn it, so, they were, weren't they? I forgot so about that. They'd um, they'd lost um, Gwigsy and Bonehead. Yeah, Bonehead. Yeah. Um, and last time we were talking about we were talking about Manics, and I was saying that big, um, definitely maybe wall of noise that I really liked, and it was Owen Morris who produced those right. records, right? Who um, was very good, and he was produced by Mark Stent in the production chair for this record, um, which gave gives it a bit of a different, um, a bit of a different. Uh, it's you can I think you can tell. I think even Be Here Now, um, which is a fucking mess of an album, yeah. it still sounds really big. And this and I, I don't this was the first time I remember hearing Oasis and thinking they don't quite sound like uh, the like they don't quite sound like Oasis. Do you think so? And I think listening back to this, they don't quite sound like the Oasis that 
I'd grown up going, oh, at. Do you know what I will say in its favour, um, whilst we're talking about production and stuff like that? Um, before we did this, I hadn't listened to this album for, I don't know how long my guess would be 15, 16 years. Yeah. I'm guessing. I expected <coughs> to have, I expected it to have dated far worse than it has. I actually think it's dated production wise pretty well. I think, I still think it sounds pretty big. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on on it. Yeah. If you take a song like Fucking in the Bushes, the opening instrumental. I think that's brilliant as well. Which is a bushes. brilliant song. It's yeah, been it's quality. mired slightly by being used constantly on ITV2 coverage of Premier League matches. But ITV don't get Premier League, so. Oh, fuck off. It's been used on football a lot. Um, but, you know. But it is a, it's actually, it is a brilliant song, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I'd even go as far as to say it's possibly my favourite opener on, a, on an Oasis record. Wow. That is... Well, Hello good. on Morning Glory. It's not great. Oh, Hello's all right, but it it's ain't, all right, it yeah. ain't it's fucking It's not great in comparison with what else is mm. on that record. It's not great. Do you know what I mean? I do think it's fucking great. Do you know what I mean being my one, actually? I think it's fucking wicked Fair, song. fair. It's Do you know what I mean wicked. is a great song, but I would just about take fucking in the bushes. What's the first song on, definitely, maybe? Renfri. It's Rock and Roll Star. <laughs> I'm such an idiot for not knowing that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm not a massive fan of Rock and Roll Star, despite it being a massive song, blah, blah, blah. It's all right. Whatever. It's certainly not the best song, and definitely maybe by a long <clears> way. Um, no, I, agree. I, I actually agree with you on that. I think uh, is there any point in going into no, the number ones on the no, other albums? No. Um, Mainly because I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's between fucking in the bushes and do you know what I mean, isn't it? You mm. know, I, I, it's a great opener. It's got loads of stuff going on in the back. There's lots of accoutrements on this record yeah. as a whole, mm. um, you know, and I think it's done really well and quite tastefully. I, I think the, I mean, you'd expect it from a record that was this massive, We've, we'd, we'd say this a lot, you know, whenever we get massive, massive <laughs> records in, which have a lot of money behind them, which we don't like, I will often, or like the Paul Weller record or the Mumford and Sons record or whatever, I will be like, well, the production's good. <laughs> At least yes. there's that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you you'd expect that, that yes, from this. Yes, you would, yeah. But, but I, I think it's held up really well, way better than I expected it to have done considering it is 19 years old once mm. we record this mm. in my opinion yeah so. i think it was i mean i think it's odd that people were dismissing oasis has been oh they're not gonna it's not gonna happen for them certainly in this country anyway like yeah it's very weird that 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 four years felt like a long isn't it weird that this is what this is what this made me think isn't it weird that this feels like a much more fast-paced, disposable society, but yet the people who get to the top, I can't ever see them going away. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't imagine a point where pop stars now who really, like, when you think of people who were, well, we recently spoke about that Bross documentary, which mm. you all have. I'm going to sue you unless you watch that Bross documentary, <laughs> by the way. It's fucking, I'm opening lawsuits to anyone who doesn't watch it. I'm suing you for, you're wasting your life. But anyway. It's like Bro- the music documentary equivalent of Dose Your Dreams for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Bross documentary. It's like you, you look at them and you go, well, they were only really, they were so big. And then they were, you know, seven nights at Wembley Stadium. And then they were just, bomb, they're gone. <clears throat> yeah. And it feels like you would think 
that that would happen to artists, like really, really, really massive artists now. But it appears that it doesn't. Is that to do with um, having a more kind of tabloidy? It felt like yeah, maybe Oasis and Spice Girls and Bros and bloody bloody blah, 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 blah were big enough for the tabloid newspapers in this country who are fucking scum yeah to um, take them down to take them down mm. i think that would be a massive part of it um whereas now kanye does stupid shit but does he get struggle him? to take him down aren't you yeah exactly can't imagine it exactly and maybe maybe it's the proliferation proliferation of the internet that means i don't i don't know but I, I feel like it's something to do with that the tabloids had a lot more power then yeah and if the tabloids yeah, went fuck them then, then that's it. It's done. And of course it wasn't done, but you know. That whereas, was a perception of being created. Whereas exactly. you can't do that now. Whereas you can't really yeah, do that yeah. now. So I suppose so. it's kind of good, although. It is good. Yeah. Because it just, it just anything feels that like, takes power away from the tabloids is a good thing. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but it just feels like four years is not, a, you know, like from, from the biggest band in the whole world that are going to be the greatest band since the Beatles to, oh, they've blown it in four years. <laughs> that's not a long time no not at all yeah not at all um, but anyway we should probably talk about the actual album so as you said fucking the bushes really good start great um, go let it out um, Noel likes it why wouldn't we um, <laughs> I think it's quite good it's, as well I, I remember actually I remember one of the criticisms it probably was on something along the lines of the ozone or something like that one of the criticisms at the time was oh it just starts on the same chord and stays on that chord for like a minute mm. um, that's not strictly true it starts on an A and stays on it for about 16 seconds. But but that's how nitty gritty and kind of like, that was those were the sorts of arguments that people were using. I think um, as an opener, go let it out. It's the first time they've not roared out the traps. Like, you know, I, yeah. fucking in the bushes is obviously, it's almost like an intro. It's almost like a <gasps> really elongated intro. And they did used to use it as their intro tape because yeah. I, I saw them at Reading that year and um, they used that as their intro tape and also standard... Um, uh, familiar to millions i use it as a, their intro tape yeah. actually if you watch the the i think it's on youtube the start of familiar to millions where they walk on mm. and it's playing and you see them walking from their dressing room as it's playing onto the stage so it is really fucking cool they, they didn't, didn't play actually it like, play it no that, no that sort of disappoints me massively but yeah okay, okay. well fair. i liked it no no, no um, fair no I, yeah. I i just would have liked to have seen that but, actually played live yeah. but yeah i know but it's it's um it's quite a slow start, isn't it? Go let it out. I think go let it out is com- is completely fine. It's not the best song on this record. It's not the worst. Hmm. Um, it's fine. Uh, and then who feels love again is quite a slow one. I mean, these, these two they're, they're kind of the two big singles, I guess. It they? is quite slow, but I like the. Mi- I was talking about accoutrements. I like the Middle Eastern flavour yeah, of it. Yeah, a bit of that. Uh, I think it's in. cool. Um, I think this is when you could tell they'd gone right up. When you start doing like George Harrison fucking <laughs> bangra music and that's i when... do kind of like that sort of stuff i have to admit i have a bit of a soft spot for it but i understand what you're saying yeah um i mean there isn't like picking out bad lyrics from this album is a bit like shooting fish in a barrel but uh yeah. what is it who um uh something about the sun that shines on everyone yeah um uh, who feels love i mean yeah. Liam Gallagher's such a... like <laughs> have hey, I mentioned... he wouldn't have written that no, I suppose it would have been no, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, mate, if you're talking about bad lyrics, I can see a liar sitting by the fire. Oh, God. <laughs> that whole song is fucking ridiculous. I, I can could... see a liar as B-side material <coughs> all over it. I mean, the, the, that, fact, yeah. the fact that this album is only 10 tracks long and I can see a liar is on it kind of shows how washed up they were. Yeah, it's that a really, is a really bad shit song. shit 
song. It's yeah. fucking shit. It's awful. I also think it's odd. Mm-hmm. Two things about this. Two things about the sort of second half of the album is odd. Um, and it's where did it all go wrong into Sunday Morning Call. So two Noel songs back to back. And the only two Noel songs back to back on the record. As in yeah. as in the, the Noel songs Noel, that he, he fronts. did lead vocals. Yeah. Yes. So why they, they why would they do that? Seems like a really stupid bit of um sequencing. For I me. mean a, a bizarre sequencing. Um I think by the time Noel comes in, which one's first? Uh it's Where Did It All Go Wrong? Where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go wrong is a great song, isn't it? I, I it's alright. Yeah, okay, I, I really like it. I think part of the reason why I'm going, it's great, isn't it? Is because by that point in the record i am sick of hearing liam's monotone well bullshit. you've just had little james only kind of oh four minutes before god so. well we'll get on to little james in a minute um um so it's so nice to hear noel come in and it's like oh brilliant you're you're still in the band yeah. why did that happen um ego liam throwing his toys out the pram i can't imagine um, it would have been up to him in any way whatsoever i can't imagine noel gallagher letting liam decide that he has to have his two songs back to back sixth and seventh and eighth and do you not think so? i can't believe he would like he's not gonna let him do that i don't know i don't, I, I, I can't Especially see only three of them it's it's but it's them two like at this point it's them two and Alan White on the drums. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And a new producer, like I, I, I'm, I'm. You know, we weren't there, so we we don't know. But I cannot fathom another reason why you would do that because I just felt like they wrote them in that order. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. There's no reason. There's literally no conceivable a, reason why that happened. It's a bloody stupid call in terms yeah. of the sequencing. The other thing I was going to say um, about Sunday Morning Call. Um, is Noel Gallagher likes to have a pop at a lot of other bands. Now, yes, he does. I'm not saying that uh, this is the first time that I went, oh, Oasis sound like someone else. Obviously, the Beatles comparison has been made a million times before. Any song of theirs you want to pick up from any period in their career, yeah, it's going to sound like T-Rex or the Kinks or, you know, it's going to sound like the Rolling Stones or it's going to sound like the Beatles or it's going to sound like the Birds or it's going to sound like Bob Dylan or it's going to sound like the Jam or whoever, whoever the Who or whatever massive, massive, massive band from the late 60s and mid 70s that you want to name. Yes, yes, they do. They sound like that. That's what Oasis sound like. Of course they do. But for someone who slagged off Blur so fucking much... (laughs) Right, so much over the years. Blur, who, by the way, at this point, had morphed from cheeky, chappy, Cockney, Park Life, um, teen heartthrobs into, I think, would thirteen have been out at this point, or would they have been working on thirteen at this point? They would have been. I think thirteen came out two thousand and one. This is off by the top of my head, so I think they would have been working on they it. Been but working yeah, they on were it. becoming. But a, the self-titled album, rock band. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. The self-titled into. Thirteen is a very, very interesting period oh, in, in Blur's career for sure, and then Think Tank coming after that as well. Um, yeah. So, like a very, very interesting, unique, and odd period in a massive band's career. Yeah. While that was going on, Sunday Morning Call has got it literally stealing from stuff like This Is a Low off of Part Life or The <laughs> Universal, like the same, yes. completely the same vibe, and even got a bit of that. Um, what's the like lot? 106 is it called on part like that kind of umpapa band thing there's even a little bit of that yeah, it's in the background yeah those horns and stuff yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. and I was just I was sitting there listening to it yesterday and I was like this is like Noel Gallagher singing for Blur <laughs> the fucking nerve of the guy that was the third single as well wasn't it yeah. Sunday Morning Call 
Sunday yeah. morning calling, Sunday morning Sunday call. Sunday morning call. Um, yeah, like the absolute fucking nerve of the guy. Mm, yeah. To completely rip off the, the sound that Blur have discarded four years before that he used to be like, they're rubbish. Like, I mean, th- this, is, this is where the hatred comes. It's, it's shit like that. It's them saying shit like that and then you just going, but you fucking did that, you fucking idiots, you mm. know. I think, I think they do that a lot less now. And I know that Noel Gallagher is also fucking brilliant for a quote. And sometimes seeing interviews with him, is, he's, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but especially around this period, you know, when there was shit tons of cocaine around all that yeah. kind of stuff, the shit that they were saying was so obnoxious. And so I just wanted to kick them in the teeth constantly. Pretty I much. did like at this point. They've kind of like, they, they just look like grumpy old men now. And I kind of, it's quite funny. Yeah. Um, and and also it helps that they're sort of slagging off the stuff that that I would slag off as sure well. I think Noel Gallagher's grown out of that I think Liam Gallagher's still a twat but you know like yeah I, I, I well, exactly I, I didn't get that blur connection but now that you say it absolutely 100% yeah. I mean I, I quite like Sunday Morning Call yeah it's alright well, it's alright yeah, yeah, it's because yeah, it sounds yeah. like the Universal yeah, <laughs> yeah which, which is, is a great fucking song fucking brilliant yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah so it's a uh, it's not I mean I've got to be honest it's not good this record I don't think it's a good album um well well first of all can we talk about Little James yeah. very quickly just yeah, well, because no 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 it's... I was going to say and most of that is to do that it, it's centrepiece is Little James which I disagree with that but we'll get onto that in a sec let's just talk about Little James first what do you disagree with the the centrepiece of the record being Little James oh it is it's track five it's the uh it's the right, thing my, that everyone remembers. All right, we'll talk about it now. I think <laughs> I think the centerpiece of the record is Gas Panic, which for I'm, my money is by far the best song on this record. Yeah, Gas Panic is really good. Gas Panic is actually a really good song. It's one of the few album tracks that they even bothered to play live. Mm. And I think the reason for that is because it is by far and away the best song they wrote on this record by a mile. Yeah. It's but, a, I actually really like that song. But I know I think it's I think it's I think it's good as well. Yeah. I think it helped but I think because you've just been scarred by Little James <laughs> yeah. helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Make you enjoy because Little James is and Which, always was the kind of as the, the second this record came out, all you heard was Little James, Little James, Little James, Little James. Liam's written a song. Yeah, so this Liam's is this, written a song, everyone. This was this was Liam Gallagher's first not last, unfortunately, attempt at writing an Oasis song. He didn't do that many more, did he? He did a couple on Heathen Chemistry, as far as I recall. I think so, yeah. Um, so what came, did Heathen Chemistry was after straight Heathen off. Chemistry is after this, yeah. And Heathen Chemistry is even worse than this record, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, I, I prefer this record to Heathen Chemistry. But um, Is that the one with... Um, Heathen Chemistry's got Hindu Times on oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm thinking of... Um, don't Believe no, in the don't Truth. Don't Believe the Truth, yeah. That's a pretty good record. Though, yeah, because Don't Believe the Truth is when I came back and sort of went, oh, yeah, they're all right. Yeah, because Don't I Believe didn't, the Truth I never bought this. And um, I bought this for one ninety nine from Woolworths. Did you? Yeah, that is too much. Um, I think it is just just about enough. In two two thousand nineteen's prices, that seems quite it, a lot. I, I think it's worth one ninety nine. Yeah, it probably is actually. Yeah. To be fair, I think it's worth. Um, if you're paying a seventy nine p a song like you do on iTunes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. enough. Yeah, um, yeah. Little James. Uh, yeah, no, I think thought um, the one after that with like Hindu, not the Hindu Times with um, Lila. And, yeah, and don't believe that. the and, truth. Yeah, Lola, um, the, uh, the importance of, of being, being idle. Idle, you're right. Um, yeah, is is good. Uh, that's quite good. Um, Dig out your soul is fucking awful. Yeah, I never. <laughs> Which is their that. last record. It's rubbish. Never listen to that. So, Lee, little James. 
What? It's just boring, isn't it? It's just it's just bland, boring, um, total Beatles vibes and rips up rip offs. I mean, you know, as as they did a lot, but and the lyrics are, the lyrics are fucking atrocious, just fucking hideous, mm-hmm. just fucking hideous. There's a Motley Crue song. Have you heard this? Brandon by Tommy that Tommy Lee wrote. Okay. Around a sort of similar period after him and um, Pamela Anderson had their kid, Brandon Lee Anderson. Or mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't um, really ring a bell. But, but uh, yeah, but Motley Crue released a song on, I think it was on Generation Swine, which was like Vince Neil's comeback album. I feel like I'm, I'm talking like I know a lot about Motley Crue. <laughs> I just know they're rubbish. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tommy Lee wrote a piano ballad called Brandon, Ooh. which is kind of like the American version of this. The American Motley Crue version of this. I literally got a headache as you said that. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. moment you said piano ballads uh, and Motley I'm Crue. I'm tempted to say to people, <coughs> play Little James and Brandon back to back <laughs> just to see which one makes you go, oh my God. For the, the worst most. 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. <laughs> see if you, by the end of it, if you haven't caved your own skull in. Because... <laughs> They are both uh, comparatively atrocious mm. to one another. Mm. Really bad. Mm. What an odd period in um, in a in in a, in a, like I was going to say in like in, in one of the, the great careers of British music. But actually, like when you watch the Oasis documentary that came out um, last Christmas, a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, good do- supersonic. Good supersonic, documentary. Yeah. That. It's a very good documentary. Yeah. I always feel like that story, Nebworth, oh, they're at King Tut's and Alan McGeek. And we know all that. Yeah, yeah. Why That's been yeah. told a billion times. Oh, and then they ended up playing, they played Main Road. Yeah, we know that. Then they got in a fight. Yeah. Hey, we're the biggest band around. They won loads of... Yeah, 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 we know well, that. Well, that's the What big, happened after that? That's the big fault with that documentary. What happened after they played Nebo? And they, but they obviously don't want to talk about it. Of course they do. Because... Because they're it, embarrassed about if it, they, they split up, be. Yeah, if they were like Sex Pistols and they split up after... Um, what's the story? After What's the Story, everyone goes, oh my God. They, then they really... You could go, yeah... Like, whack them in there with all of those fucking incredible bands that you're talking about, with the Led Zeppelins and the Beatles and the and everyone else that you want to mention that they always compare themselves to. They'd have a shout at getting in on that. Mm. But because they carried on, that's mm. that, that documentary. And it, uh, that's what's kind of interesting about this is it's not really the music that's interesting. It's like, you've managed to sustain a career mm. by putting out endless albums like this. But they were, I think, Oasis in this country were too big to fail. Yeah, and they knew that, and that's why they took this attitude of it doesn't fucking matter what we put out, provided we put out a couple of <laughs> a couple of great singles, it doesn't matter, and they did proceed to do that. Even even um, Heathen Chemistry had uh, Little by Little, which is a yeah. great song, um, and it's got Stop Crying Your Heart Out on as well. Stop Crying Your Heart Out was the yeah. one I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is also a great song, but they they basically, you know, as Noel admitted, they wrote two or three, uh, I don't know, bangers, let's say, and then a bunch of fluff, a bunch of shit to fill out the records with. And Bar Don't Believe the Truth, where I don't know, they just pulled their finger out a little bit. That's pretty much what they did for the rest of their career. I mean, I would say from Be Here Now onwards, um, they did that. Um, Despite all of that, 
despite everything that we've just said, and despite the fact that we've not particularly been glowing about it, no. I reckon Standing on the Shoulder of Giants is my fifth favourite Oasis record. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What an honour. The yeah. fifth best Oasis record? I God, think so. Out of a career of two records. <laughs> Your fifth, you've, made, you've made fifth out of two. Well, I only say it because... It's Maybe three. It sounds like we were tearing it apart quite quite a bit. We had a couple of nice things to say, but for the most part, we're just like, this. that's fucking shit, isn't it? That's yeah. awful. But it's by far not the worst thing they've done, I don't think. And I think considering that this is the point where the backlash didn't start here. The backlash technically started with Be Here Now, but the backlash got to its nadir yeah. with this record. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I think it's unfairly looked on as maybe the worst Oasis record um, as a result of that. And I, I don't think it is, um, to be honest. Well, having just looked at the track listing for um, uh, Heathen Chemistry, mm. I think Heathen Chemistry is better than this purely just on the singles. Oh. Yeah. Purely mm. just on the singles alone. I, I hate think. Heathen Chemistry. I think it's rubbish. Um, but okay. I think those singles are brilliant. But the, the album as a whole is just so... Oh, it's shite. Yeah. Dig Out Your Soul is utter shite. I mean, I have to be completely honest with you. I don't think I remember anything about Dig Out Your Soul at no, all. No. Um, they were really a spent force by that point. Yeah. Um, I, the other but contra- I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of this is when it reached the kind of the high critical mass of Oasis yeah. had done. And the reason for that is, is, is actually it's down to be here now. Everybody, yeah. if you go back and look at news footage which you can probably find on youtube of the day that be like this is how big oasis were bnl being released was on the news the 10 o'clock yes, news it, was, yes, it would have been yes, on yes. the news it would have been trevor mcdonald going the new oasis album came out today uh, i remember on the bbc it was um i remember it be i remember it being a story on the bbc yeah. news yeah and yeah, yeah. and they were outside with people going this is going to be the greatest album of all time, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 yeah, yeah. blah, blah. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be the best thing ever. And da, da, da. It was an actual news story. Oasis released album. That's a news story. Not a fucking news story in the NME, a news story in Britain. And obviously everyone took it home and went, I want to like this. Mm. I, I think it's, yeah, it's Oasis. They're back. Yeah, hooray. So that takes a few months before people actually go, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I did it with St. Anger. I played St. Anger 50 fucking times telling myself that it was the best thing in the world. I remember listening to Be Here Now a lot and going, yeah, I really like this and trying and sort of lying to myself. Yeah, you do. For a little while. Um, and then realising... Because here's, here's the other controversial thing that I'm about to say. I think, objectively, standing on the shoulders of giants has less issues with it than Be Here Now does. Oh, because yeah, almost certainly be here whilst whilst standing on the shoulder giants is not a perfect album by a long long way be here now is an over bloated mess oh, it's of an a record. absolute shit show it's, it's about 70 minutes long yeah i mean all around the world is nine and a half minutes long it's just yeah. it's just a chorus that repeats over and over again is fucking boring um there's barely any decent like you know stand by me and do you know what i mean fine great songs both of them um, there's probably one or two songs on it. Oh, it's been so long since I've listened to it, yeah, but there's one too. or two songs on it which are probably actually quite decent um, if I if I went back to it. But I reckon 
It's a 12 track, 70 minute album that I reckon being kind, eight out of the 12 tracks are shit, I would say. And to give Standing on Shoulder of Giants some credit, it's only 10 tracks. I'd say about half of them are shit and it's only 47 minutes. And by that reckoning, Mm. I think I prefer Standing on the Shoulder of Giants to be here now overall. Mm. I think there are better moments on Be Here Now. But yeah. I think overall, as a listening experience, I think I prefer standing on the show. Looking at it now, I mean, actually, <coughs> fucking the bushes is good. Go let it out. I wish it was a bit more energetic, yeah, but, but it's, it's good. All right. Who feels love? I think it's, is all, all right. right. Put your money where your mouth is. Or is is quite good. I'm not a massive fan, but yeah, fair. It's all right. I mean, it's not rubbish, mm, yeah, well, especially because yeah, yeah. we're about to go to Little James, yeah, Little which, James is, is which is fucking rubbish. Yeah. Gas Planet's great. It's great. Where did it all go wrong? Uh, Sunday Morning Call's like pretty good. Yeah. I can see Elias terrible. Roll over. Roll over's not great. Roll yeah. over's not great either. And that's fucking six and a half minutes long. It doesn't need so to be we're, So we're basically saying, we're more or less agreeing in terms of numbers in that there's like four shit yeah. tracks on this. Yeah. Out of 10, which is not great. But when you compare it to Be Here Now, it's probably eight out of 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. from that from that perspective, I actually think as an album overall, I do actually think this is a better record than Be Here Now. Mm. And when I say it's my fifth favourite, you know, what's a story? Definitely, maybe. I am including the Master Plan. I know it's a B-Sides album, but let's face it, the Master oh, Plan's yeah, okay. fucking great. Yeah. Um, and Don't Believe the Truth. And then Standing on the Shoulders and Be Here Now. Uh, digging heathen chemistry dig out your soul probably yeah okay not that anyone asked but <laughs> no no I'm glad I'm glad to know to be honest I yeah. couldn't even be bothered to think of what my the, the top two two first two and then yeah I prefer the sing, to, uh, and then the best of Oasis I prefer what's the story to definitely maybe maybe we should yeah, do yeah. definitely maybe versus what's the story one day I think we should quite fun yeah well, um yeah. but anyway yeah. blur were better weren't they yeah Yes, Objectively, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, we should maybe do that one day. Uh, all right, cool. Well, listen, that's um, that's us chatting about uh, "Stand on the Shoulder of Giants" by Oasis. No one's done that for a long time, have they? <laughs> Everyone used to do it in the nineties. I'm in Oasis. Shine. No one ever do that anymore. Um, I fucking love the nineties. Uh, this was two thousand anyway, so you know, shouldn't have done. It. Um, anyway, yeah, that was us talking about "Stand on the Shoulder of Giants" by Oasis, as suggested by Matthew Coombs and Donald Kennedy. Cheers, chaps. That was cheers a really for the good one. suggestion, and cheers for the uh, the Patreon um, yeah. donation. We appreciate Absolutely. that. If you want to do that and get involved, we'll do an album of yours if you so wish go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and um stick a little bit of a little tip money in the old tip drawer give us your money give us your fucking money that's not even what he says is it he gets furious <laughs> don't you bob girl give us your fucking money i didn't even fucking say it um uh anyway yeah thanks very much we'll be back with another one of these um i think we're going to be doing i think doing? it'll be weekly be weekly yeah we'll be yeah. doing them i've got looking at here we've got Everything from Hawkeyes to Frank Turner to Cattle Decapitation to Soil Work, your favourite. Yeah. So, we'll probably do that. Um, all right, cool. Thanks very much, Renfrey. Thank you very much, I'll Steve. see you later. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.